With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts, we're going streaking. The Vancouver Canucks have picked up five of a possible six points from their last three games. And a big stretch of games coming up against the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers. We get into that. The lotto line back to their dominant self. Key to the resurgence of the Vancouver Canucks. Brock Besser has found his scoring touch. And we get into Nate Schmidt. How he's actually been pretty good for the Vancouver Canucks despite his big boneheaded moves. All that and more on today's episode of Power of the Towel. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another solo episode. Friday solo episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Before you go any further, make sure to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network, wherever you get podcasts. You get this show, The Quickie, Silky and Filthy, and Sippin' on a 40, version 2, the daytime version, the morning version of Sippin' on a 40. And again, this is the solo Friday episode of Power of the Towel. We started it last week, and it went pretty well. I think this is a good addition to the show. A lot going on for just one episode a week. The Vancouver Canucks. I know Kyle has said the Vancouver Canucks are boring. They're boring because they're losing. There's, there's no shortage of topics to talk about with the Vancouver Canucks on and off the ice. So let's get right to it. Since we last recorded, the Vancouver Canucks lost in overtime to Calgary 4-3, and then a convincing by one game against the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames, they're in a lot of trouble. But this is a Canucks podcast. We won't get into that. So a 4-3 loss. Again, managing your losses. Getting a point still. Besides getting outplayed the entire game. Something the Vancouver Canucks need to learn to do in order to get back in this race. And again, 5 of 6. Francesco, Frank the Tang Aquilini, inspiring this team to go on a run. What some people are calling the thread. The thread. Inspiring this team to go on a convincing playoff run. So what's been key to this resurgence for the Vancouver Canucks? Well, it's been the lotto line. The lotto line is back to their dominant self at 5-on-5, which is key. They need these guys to get going at 5-on-5 in order to get going. Look, this is a stat by Thomas Drantz of The Athletic. Lotto line has outscored their opponents 6-1 to at 5-on-5 while controlling well over 70% of expected goals for as a line. 
these last few games. They are back to their dominant self, folks. Back to their dominant self. That bottom six is starting to regress a bit. You're not seeing Brandon Sutter score goals. You're not seeing Antoine Roussel score goals. A lotto line has to be their best line. It has to be one of the best lines in the NHL for the Vancouver Canucks to become anywhere near their former selves. And the Vancouver Canucks, this is a huge stretch coming up. Maybe, maybe Francesco Frank the Tank, maybe he's got to send out another thread because this is a huge stretch coming up. Two games against the Winnipeg Jets, then two games against the Oilers, and then two games against the Winnipeg Jets again. It is no coincidence, I think, that the Vancouver Canucks need, they need to get minimum 9 of 12 points from these games. Preferably as many as they can in regulation. Regulation wins. I think the Athletic has them, again, around 10-15% chance to make the playoffs. And again, that's because they're playing these teams, they're chasing head-to-head. If not for that fact, Vancouver Canucks would be dead in the water right now. They have played more games, they still have a poor point percentage, they need to, they need to flip that, they need to turn that around. They don't have any chance of getting back in this playoff race. 9 of 12, that's a minimum. And the Canucks are getting a good break. Pierre-Luc Dubois is out for the Winnipeg Jets. And we're recording this Friday around noon. So he's out tonight. So that's going to be, I'm not sure about the next game, but he's definitely out tonight. He's on injury reserve, so probably out for the next game as well. It's going to be three games against the Winnipeg Jets. The Vancouver Canucks are not have to play a team with either Patrick Laine or Pierre-Luc Dubois in it. That is huge. That is huge for the playoff chances. Absolutely massive. And you got to take advantage of that. It's going to be 10 scenes tonight if the Vancouver Canucks lose to the Winnipeg Jets at home and then are wearing the reverse retros, the spray cans. It should see how that plays out. But yeah, the, the, the Canucks have a huge break here with no Dubois in the lineup. They didn't have line A last time they played. When it, that was my, maybe their best game of the season up until... This last game against Calgary, that 4-1 win in Winnipeg. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the Vancouver Canucks play against Winnipeg Sons, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yes, the Vancouver Canucks are going to get a bit lucky not playing the Winnipeg Jets with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine, but that's the name of the game sometimes. You know, you have to get a bit lucky if you're the Vancouver Canucks to get back into this playoff race. That's just how it's going to happen for the Vancouver Canucks. You need to get a bit lucky, not only on the ice, but off the ice with with other teams' injuries. And if the Canucks want to get back into this playoff hunt, one guy that needs to keep going is, is Brock Besser. He has 12 goals, 21 points so far this season, second most goals in the National Hockey League. It, it, it's, it does wonders for a player when he's healthy, and that seems like an obvious statement, but that's the truth with Brock Besser. He, he looks finally healthy. He looks like the rookie season Brock Besser that we all saw in that 17-18 season. The shots back, again, 12 goals, 21 points. He's shooting at over a 20% clip, which is uh, probably a bit unsustainable, but I think one of the main reasons the Vancouver Canucks have hope for optimism going forward is the play of Brock Besser. Again, he's playing Lights out, he's scoring goals. That goal against Jacob Markstrom in Calgary, sniped at top cheese. He looks fully, fully, fully back 
he looks fully back, and that's cause for optimism if you're a Canucks fan, that Brock Besser looks like he's fully back and fully back with the lotto line. Again, the lotto line has outscored opponents. Shout out to this stat from Thomas Strand. 6-1 to one at 5-on-5 five five these last few games while controlling well over 70% of the expected goals for. That is an elite line we're seeing play for the Vancouver Canucks right now. Thatcher Demko, he's going to get the start tonight. Fifth worst goals saved above average. That is, he is letting in a lot more goals than what National Stat Tricks theory would have expected based on the shot quality and such. Look, Thatcher Demko, did he not have a good start to the season? But I think he is this team starter going forward over Brayden Holby. Of course, Brayden Holby's going to get a start here and there like he did in Calgary to kind of give Demko rest. But this is Demko's team. This is the goalie of the future for the Vancouver Canucks. He's going to be a uh, RFA after this season. Again, Thatcher Demko. And I think the stat is a bit skewed after the Canucks' poorest defensive effort to start the season. But, again, Thatcher Demko, fifth worst. Fifth worst. For some reason, I can't say that right. Fifth worst goal save above average. I think that's skewed by the bad start the Canucks had defensively to start the season. But I just wanted to bring that up because I think there's room for improvement there in that stat especially with this new defensive system the Canucks are playing on the four-check, where the third four-checkers, and we talked about this last episode, where the third four-checker stays a bit higher in the zone, provides a little bit of a gap between the forwards and defense that just wasn't there before, and they were giving up you know, breakaway after breakaway, especially against teams like Montreal. But the Canucks, again, they need to go win. I don't even want to say win. they got to get 9 of 12 points at minimum from this series against Winnipeg, Edmonton, and then win a big again. You have to. And especially you want to get as many as you can in regulation. But if they don't get 9 of 12 points. Like this is a big series. It's The race is pretty much over. Because the Canucks have so many more games played than the teams they're playing here. You know the Winnipeg's Edmonton is what makes it doubly more important. These are the teams they're going to be chasing for one of those playoff spots. And Calgary is probably looped in there as well. With the way they're playing. The Vancouver Canucks have an expected goals for percentage of 47.4%. That, I'm sure, will bump up closer to 50 if they keep on playing this style. Again, 9 of 12 points, that's a goal. 9 of 12 points. Anything less than that, then I think we're, uh, I think we're looking at the extended death march between uh, March and April, which I didn't think we would be doing when this season started, but again, that's how important these games are. Five, five wins of these six will get you right back in it. Nine to twelve points leaves you room for one overtime loss, but essentially, four, one, and two is about the minimum you can go in this series. Okay, so after after this ad, we're gonna talk a little bit about mate, Nate. Okay, so after this ad, we're talk a little bit about Nate Schmidt because I found his season so far very, very interesting. All right, welcome back. So Nate Schmidt, very underrated defense pairing so far this season, I think, with 
Alex Edler. And Nate Schmitz had a good season so far, I think. He's been outside. He may be the Canucks' best defensive defender, but he's had a good season so far, no doubt. No doubt he's had a very good season. And I was uh, I was writing for something for Nux Misconduct, and I want to bring up these stats for you. At 5-on-5, five five, Alex Edler, 63% shot share, expected goals for 62%, scoring chance 4% of 59% for defensive pairings who have played more than 120 minutes this season. And that's at 5-on-5, five five, so essentially two games worth at 5-on-5. Five five. That ranks first, first, and second, respectively, like, Nate Schmidt, even on his own, he's played the second most minutes at even strength on this team, has an even goals for percentage, which you can't say for a lot of these defenses, especially Quinn Hughes, has a terrible percentage in that. A shade below even percentage, high danger scoring chances when he's on the ice. Nate Schmidt is out of actually a very good start to his tenure with the Vancouver Canucks. But for whatever reason, he seems to be making these, you know, eye-popping, can't-miss mistakes that make people gloss over this fact. Again, him and Alex Hedler had a very good, very good pairing so far this season. Like, for example, remember, we all remember that that goal. He's scoring his own net against Calgary, doing his best. Dan Hamby's on Roberto Luongo pressure. Like, it was brutal. And some brutal puck luck, I think, have just clouded over the fact that Nate Schmidt has been really, honestly, an excellent addition to this team. I think that puck luck will improve in the season, but... Look, that pairing with Alex Edler, it's been good so far. It's fair game to question, I think, if these numbers will last all season. Alex Edler, not getting any younger. He's still leaned on a lot by Travis Green. Especially down the stretch in a compressed schedule. Will we see that Will we see that same level of, of, honestly, it's been excellent if you look at the numbers so far. Him and Alex Edler have been a very good defensive pairing. I wonder if that can continue the rest of the season. But even individually, Nate Schmidt has been a very good defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks on a team. And they've sort of turned this around the last few games, no doubt. But over these last few games, I'm going to say Nate Schmidt, honestly, besides that own goal, has been pretty good. I'm interested to see if he can maintain that style of play the rest of the season. And maybe at some point, Alex Edler dips off and they put him with Quinn Hughes. I think that might help Quinn Hughes improve his defensive game if he has a guy like Nate Schmidt back there. I don't know. I would stick with Alec Edler, though, as his defensive partner for as long as they keep up this level of excellence. And then if Alex Edler, you know, starts to get tired, if he starts to fatigue from all these minutes, then maybe you, you lessen his load and you, and you pair Nate Schmidt and Quinn Hughes together. But Nate Schmidt, I think, overall, I think people are talking about this enough. Nature has been a very excellent addition to the Vancouver Canucks to start this season. And that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bonney. Make sure to subscribe to the network wherever you get podcasts. You get this show, Power of the Towel. You get Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit. Great episode that just came out. You get, of course, The Quickie with Trevor Biggs and Sip It On 40, hosted by Kyle Bowen. The brand new morning edition of Sippin' on a 40. Once again, this is Nick Bonney for the Power of the Towel podcast, part of the Next Misconduct Network podcast. Thank you for listening.